Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Matt, now I know you're uh, you're accustomed to celebrity status, you know, after years of No Meat Athlete. Um, <laughs> But I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think before. You know, aside from maybe being broadcasted into the earbuds of millions of people around the world, um, you probably haven't had quite the reach uh, as you have this past week with your CNN debut. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Uh, I was on TV one time for this. Do you remember that? I think you were probably with us when we did that little thing in Arizona or wherever we were. Oh yeah, yeah, but uh, that was like a local station. Yeah, wasn't yeah that was yeah. a local thing, and it was it was even like a like a cable thing. I think it was like a pay for pay for TV time. Oh really? Thing, I think. Okay. Uh, anyway, but so we did that, and I think it's the only time that I've really actually been on TV. I may have. Oh, you know, you know what? I actually was on <laughs> Asheville News earlier this year because when Holden had a concussion, uh, he was having this kind of innovative sort of treatment by this brain neuro neuroscientist here. Mm-hmm. Um, or I guess neurologist would be there. Um, and they, the news came, did a little feature on him. So I was interviewed for that, but, uh, <laughs> still not the CNN level reach for sure. No. Uh, and that, so that was very cool. It was on, it was on Saturday, a bunch of times on Saturday morning. Uh, I didn't expect it to be, but it was like they, I guess on HLN, which I, I always thought HLN was the healthy living network. I may have even said that on this podcast. <laughs> it's, uh, it's headline news. Headline news, yeah. Which headline news I thought went away. Like I just I I'm cause that was when I was a kid. I think before CNN, it was headline news. That's what the twenty four hour news was. Hmm. And maybe maybe that was the first like show that CNN had, um, or the first channel that the, I don't know. But anyway, I don't know. Now they true. now they both exist. It seems like they're the same thing. I don't know. They just have different names. Um, mm-hmm. I think they, yeah, I think they have some different shows and stuff, but okay. same thing though. Yeah, Talking Heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was it was on like that that whatever the Saturday morning show is, it just repeated every hour for the first like four hours. So kept seeing it. <laughs> did you uh, did you watch it all four hours, or did people like keep texting no, you? <laughs> no, I just I just watched it the one, and then we wanted to see we wanted to oh, Aaron wanted to record it with her phone. Cause I, I was it, it was happened to be on our uh, Fubo app, the thing that we use for soccer watching. So I can actually record from there, and I did. But Aaron wanted a recording on her phone so she could send it to people. And so we said, well, maybe it'll come on the next hour. And we did, and, and it did. So That's funny. It was good. Yeah, a couple people did text out of the blue who had, did not know it was going to be. I just figured nobody would watch at that hour. It was uh-huh. on Sunday morning as well on CNN. And uh, I just figured that that was the time slot that just nobody watched. But a couple <laughs> texts came from people who, like, in the moment saw it. And I was like, well, that's cool that you yeah. happened to see that. So that was neat. Uh, interesting that that they were here for four hours and, and the footage is like <laughs> two minutes. I, I mean, the clip. I think the whole thing was a minute and twenty or something, and the the amount that like actually because there was a part where they're talking about it, there's a nutritionist being interviewed and uh, she's in it and her voice is over a lot of our footage, but uh, I mean it's probably like forty seconds of of actual footage from the from the four hours, which is crazy, <laughs> but uh. No, I mean nothing. I think that's just how it is. You know, that's yeah, how these right. things work. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was cool. It was fun. It was cool to have them come out. And they drove all the way up here from Atlanta and uh, produced this little piece and put a little web article about out about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so which yeah, is what I saw, cool. and which has the video clip, so you can find it. Yeah. Um, right. I, I, uh, I don't watch CNN anymore, so I don't. Uh, oh no, you're out on CNN. Well, I'm out of cable news. Out oh, on okay. cable news. Um, 
but uh, so I didn't get to see it live, but I saw that little pop up, and um, you know, I on it actually I noticed it because somebody posted it to the Pulse community group uh, on mm. Facebook, and that was mm-hmm. the first time I saw it, and um, and someone else said they like saw it live, and they were really excited about that, and then someone else said, yeah, just the article just popped up in my Apple news feed, um, which I'm sure is curated to what you like yeah. but still yeah. you know um i thought that, that was, I thought it was cool it happened to my daughter's kindergarten teacher i took her into school yesterday and the daughter said hey i saw you i never met the woman before and and she said i saw your uh thing on cnn oh that's and, cool uh, yeah that's it's just funny that's what i guess that's what mm-hmm. that's what that kind of reach gets you you because that that sort of thing right. has never happened before with even with things that always feel so much more relevant like <clears throat> you know being in runner's world for something or mm-hmm. a veg news thing like really that that's like exactly what we do so it feels like it makes total sense and you feel like that's that's the big deal but then something like this it seems like well this is you know it, it's some thing that it doesn't apply to a lot of people it seems like but uh it turns out that's what that's what reaches, reaches people yeah so it's true and uh, uh, um uh, this is kind of a side note but along those same lines i you know because i had that runner's world thing that we've talked about mm-hmm. um article I, got, I heard from somebody i haven't seen since high school they emailed me back <laughs> down my email and, and they were like i was in a doctor's office and the only magazine there was a runner's world and i was flipping through it and i saw your face and i was like wait a minute <laughs> that's <laughs> was, something about doctor's offices remember i think we said this on the podcast that oh yeah my that saw our, <laughs> the one time our names have been on the cover of a magazine mm-hmm. both of our names which we still <laughs> haven't seen i don't think no no but they saw it in a doctor's office <laughs> Um, well, I think I think that's cool, and, and I I quite enjoyed the clip. I thought it, uh, I, I, the opening line was something along the lines of, "I'm just a, a you know a recreational athlete who who has been able to do some really cool things through the plant based diet or something like that." And I oh yeah, that was just okay. A, thought that was a really great line. I thought it was, it was perfect. So, well, that's thanks to them because they they edited. That truly was not the opening line <laughs> to the interview. Well, I'm sure, but you know. Yeah. You still said it, so that's great. And that's um, right. yeah, and, and, and like Nomad Athlete kept getting featured all over the place. Without actually being mentioned, it just it just got like shown little. Uh, oh, did, did the name not? I don't not think ever so. Get... No, I think they just showed. Oh the, no, just I didn't realize the that. Yeah, and they showed the blog and your shirt. Okay, there's a link to it for sure because we got some traffic from. They put that. a link in the article. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it was fun. Talker <laughs> at the end was cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Your 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 kids got uh, lots of lots of airtime. Yeah, I think it was more meaningful for them actually than me because I don't know. These like this is cool that this was TV. It was different, um, mm. but you know you you get enough of these little magazine things and newspaper things, and they're kind of they just get to the point where it's like okay, that's that's just another thing. But this the kids, you know, that for them it's a huge deal. Sure. So, so that was yeah, that was yeah, that was cool making hummus anyway. and veggies. I liked it and. Uh, I, I did chuckle at your your little slicer thing though, your little slicer veggie thing. thing. Oh, the crinkle cutter. The crinkle cutter that seemed like such the anti Matt Fraser tool. Yeah, I mean I didn't buy that. Aaron bought that. But, uh, <laughs> wait, good for her. I mean it's for the kids. It really makes the uh-huh. makes their cucumbers nice and crinkled. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nice carrots that way. <laughs> yeah, fun for the kids. Uh, anyway, so that was good. Well, that then, yeah, that was good, and um, it's a big week for the Nomi athlete or not, for the plant based community because you know we got we got Matt Fraser on CNN, and um, and Game Changers comes out next week too. I think that's right. Hey, and speaking of that, if I may make a plug for uh, the Nomi athlete cookbook on Kindle, it is oh, yeah. killing it in the Kindle store. Kindle store. I don't know why. I don't know what happened. 
Um, but somehow it shot up last week to the to number one in exercise and fitness, which is like the the not just plant based, but just the all exercise and fitness categories. So like Tim Ferriss' hmm. book is in there, and the Shoe Dog uh, Phil Knight book, Nike guy, yeah, that's in there, and it's number one in all those, which is amazing. Wow. And it's number one in like vegan cooking and ve- vegetarian cooking or whatever. And I don't know why. I have no idea. I, I <laughs> I'm wondering if it has to do with Game Changers somehow. The mm-hmm. print version isn't isn't doing that. It's just where it always is. But the Kindle one for some reason shot up. So anyway, if you want to go uh, go, you know, keep some power behind that wave, go pick up that Kindle book. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And it's part of the Kindle Unlimited, right? So if you're a member of Kindle yep. Unlimited, you get it for free. And you get it for free, and still I think counts toward the Amazon ranks and all that if you go get it. So yeah, please do that. Especially if you have Kindle Unlimited, just go get it for free because then it doesn't cost anybody <laughs> anything. Yeah. Except for that person's time. But, Except yeah. for that time, but it's so worth it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's let's go to the, today's topic, which is kind of relevant with a with an update here because um, I, you know maybe maybe I feel like I've said this a few times, but this time I I really I really mean it. Um, okay. I've been kind of I would say flailing is a good term to use um, since my last hundred miler as, as far as training goes. Mm-hmm. Um, really super inconsistent i'll do some long runs with some friends because it sounds like fun and i'll run here and there but it's just had the the training has just not been i mean it's been the worst training block that i've had probably in years okay um you know as far you as have a, you have goes. a goal in mind you're training for well no i hadn't but now i do and and for the past couple of weeks i've been kind of turning that around i have a goal um I have a, a, a kind of a short-term goal, kind of an immediate goal in mid-October to do a, a run that I've been planning to do for a long time, um, which we've talked about, Pitchell, the from Pisgah to Mount Mitchell, mm-hmm. um, which is about 63 miles. So I'm, I'm really going to chase that for that for the first time. I have a date. I'm really set on doing it. Um, so that's, that's the immediate goal. And then I'm also fired up for this... Uh, like winter and spring, my kind of winter races that I've done the past few years, mm-hmm. El Mitchell Challenge, um, and a couple other, a couple others. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm like fired up to start training for those. I don't know whether it's the the change in the season, the leaves kind of starting to turn and fall, or what. But um, the past few weeks, I've been building back up that consistency and and feeling really good about uh, getting after it again. Well, that's good. That's a good thing. And what uh, you don't you don't know what to attribute that to the change in your in your mood or mindset? I don't. I mean, I think, uh, so like the group of guys that I do, I run with maybe once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been kind of, uh, getting back on the train to meet up every week instead of just some random weeks. Um, so like that, that's been good and they're kind of fired up, but you know, really I, it was, it was, um, I think it was, and Pitchell was, was the like huge motivator because about six weeks out, um, or seven weeks out, I decided I was going to do it. And then it was like, all right, now I only have about five weeks to train and I'm way out of shape. So mm-hmm. let's there you get go. my butt in gear. Good. Um, yeah. So, so but well, so consistency is going to, is what we want to talk about today. Yes. Consistency is a great topic. It's one that I think is, uh, is like, we often refer to it, but I don't think we've ever really talked about it as a topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's obviously super relevant to what you're trying to do um and the reason i don't say important or critical is because what i wonder 
for you, and this might be a good jumping off point, is now that you're back into, you know, you're, you're fired up and you're ready to start training and you've kind of reimagined, re reset your schedule and you're committed again to consistency. Do you regret that the past amount of time since your hundred miler, whenever you're training, whenever you started flailing, mm-hmm. do you regret that you didn't have something in place then that would make you, that would cause you to be consistent? Like this two day rule we're going to talk about, uh, which mm-hmm. people have probably heard us refer to before as the don't miss twice rule, which we've said a couple times, not that many, but, um, or some sort of just habit built where this was your daily thing and you absolutely always did it. Um, whether that's just going out and running or whether it's actually like sticking to some sort of workout program. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you regret that you haven't been consistent or it was that a necessary part of this whole thing and, and kind of what keeps you wanting to get fired up again about it? Yeah. I mean, so I think we've talked a lot about the seasons of life and mm-hmm. um, going through phases where you have motivation and where you kind of lose motivation or are motivated to do something different. Um, and I think that I, you know, I was going through one of those phases for sure where it wasn't that I didn't enjoy running. It just, I wasn't, you know, super motivated to get out there every day mm-hmm. or to push myself. Um, and, and I don't, I don't regret going through that. I think that that was, you know, that often often has happened to me after hundred miles. This one is probably the longest stint. Um, you know, but I think it's good to kind of give myself a break and, you know, I can always kind of give, you know, go through a season where you're, um, a little less focused on, on that particular goal. So I don't regret the lack of consistency. What I do kind of regret or, and actually maybe this is an even bigger motivator is like, I feel now that I'm getting back at it, I feel (laughs) out of shape, you know, uh, uh, 10 or 12 mile long run, um, because I hadn't been doing those except for sporadically, sporadically, right. Right. um, you know, like I, I, I get sore, you know, I'm sore the next day from that. And, and that's like, you know, that's something that I used to be able to do all the time, yeah. you know, a couple times a week. Right. Um, right. so, so that, you know, that like kind of hurts my ego a little bit, <laughs> you know? And, but at the same time, it's also motivating, right? Because I know that I have this big challenge in like five weeks and, um, and, and I know I have a long way to go between now and then. So I'm going to, you know, get my button gear and, and go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that's an important question. Um, because I, I thought about this a lot myself and including like, so let's, let's jump to the two day rule thing. Sure. Uh, we can talk more about like the background of consistency if we need to, but the two day rule is is something you sent me on YouTube. I don't know. Do you know the guy's name who did that? Matt. Obviously, a very popular YouTuber. He has like two million subscribers or something. Yeah, he's a minimalist guy. He's actually somebody you'd probably like. I don't know if you had heard of him. No, I had not, but it seemed like a nice guy. Matt Diavelli. Diavella. Okay. Di- so anyway, Diavella. D hyphen A V E L L A. He's a hyphen in his name? Like a, not a hyphen, a, a pos- apostrophe. apostrophe. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was like a robot or something, cyborg. <laughs> um, anyway, if you Google Matt two-day rule YouTube, you'll probably find it. <laughs> yeah, that would probably work too. <laughs> anyway, um, so the idea is not a new one. I don't know where I first heard it. I think it was definitely mentioned in James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. But I probably heard it from that. From, or before that, from Leo from Zen Habits back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think he made it up. I think he was 
citing it as if it was somebody else's rule. But the thing was, you don't miss your habit twice. Like if you have some sort of thing that is meant to be mostly a daily habit, um, not not meant to be in every other day, really meant to be you're doing this almost every day, Mm -hmm. uh, that inevitably something will come up that causes you to miss it. And if your strict rule is that you do not miss it two days in a row, uh, then for a lot of people, that's kind of the key to consistency. And I, I think it makes a lot of sense because it's cool that it sort of gives you this like, it's okay to have a sick day or have something go wrong. And by the way, he says when he's actually truly is sick, he'll make an exception and, you know, allow himself to miss it. Or if there's something just that totally does really actually prevent you, uh, he's not totally free of exceptions. Um, but I like the idea that there's sort of this red alert that goes up when you miss once. And mm-hmm. it's and it suddenly, when you have missed once, it becomes the most urgent thing in the world to make sure you do not miss twice. Yeah. Um which is, which is, I think that's why it works. Because for most people, when you miss once, you become more likely to miss that second day than had you, you know, than any other day yet. Right. But this sort of flips that around and makes it so that you're ideally, if it's working and if you're good at it, uh, you know, your likelihood of missing that second day becomes tiny because yeah. you're doing this. So that's the idea. Uh, this guy on YouTube credited it with him being in shape for his whole life or his whole, ever since he's decided to get in shape, it has kind of kept him on the path and putting on all this muscle and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what I mean, uh, just to, I, like what I think happens when a lot of people get motivated and they get into a really nice everyday routine and then they miss a day, it kind of just like throws it all off and mentally you feel like you've kind of, you know, failed a little bit. Right, right. Uh, and that's why the next day is so easy to, to skip as well because you kind of, you're like, well, I was just on this 10-day streak and it was awesome and now... Now look at me. And like, I think that with exercise, you know, I think some people or a lot of people understand that rest days are, are good and kind of taking a day off, you know, can be a good thing. But, you know, if you're looking at a, say a meditation habit or, um, a healthy eating, you know, like having a smoothie every morning, some sort of healthy eating habit or anything, um, reading, or reading, playing yeah. an instrument, mm-hmm. right. Playing an instrument, any of that stuff, any of those habits that are, are just good, like small habits, making your bed, anything. Um, it, when you fall off that, that first day, then it can be, it can be difficult. And I experienced this big time in the meditation challenge that we did, uh, with Matt Jager, um, a couple months ago where I was on a great, like two week, two week plus streak. And then we went on vacation or something. We went out of town for the weekend and I missed a day. And then the next day that all that motivation that I had had leading up to that point was like totally gone. And that's another reason this works, which we haven't mentioned yet, is that it t- it immediately undermines that whole idea of that perfectionist mindset, mm-hmm. which is, it turns out people think is their friend and like, I'm just not going to miss anything and I'm going to have this perfect you know streak. Um, that works for a while until you break your streak and then, it, then it's the opposite and then it doesn't work and then you have no motivation to do it again. So this gets rid of that completely and says there is no streak you're going to miss days here and there and it's fine. And when you do, you get right back on. So I guess you could, you could say it lowers the bar for perfection. Now your perfection is never miss more than once, but somehow, but somehow that never, I mean, I I don't imagine that feels much like a long, like that doesn't have this perfectionist streak mentality to it where once you, once it's messed up, it's ruined. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't know what happens once you do miss twice. Let's say you've been going months and you haven't missed twice. You never missed two in a row. And then you do, does that feel like, you know, absolute failure has happened uh because now you've, you're off your quote-unquote streak or 
does not at all feel like that because it's just and, and also it's pretty rare. Like I think if you like, yes, it's pretty common that you miss one day, but if your whole goal is do not miss twice, I think it probably becomes pretty rare that you do miss twice. Probably way less rare than missing once. So anyway, that and that's only and that's an interesting tool. I think probably really useful for a whole lot of habits. Habits that that was what got me thinking. Like, is that a good thing, or? Do we actually need these long breaks like we just talked about? And for me, this took the form, at least in my mind, most clearly of because we did a podcast episode on it. We did a podcast about habit formation sort of things. And the the, um, motivator for the conversation for me was that I was really back into drumming again and I was Mm -hmm. doing jazz drumming. I was practicing jazz, which was really interesting. I never had done that before. Found it fascinating. Loved doing the practice every single day. And at some point had gotten away. I think I had started that years ago and then took a break for like a year or two. And then we came back and was really got back into it and then did this episode. And I remember in that episode saying, I just keep kind of kicking myself wondering why didn't I just keep practicing for 20 or 30 minutes a day? It's so easy to do even 10 minutes a day. Why didn't I just keep doing that for these past few years, whatever. And when we recorded that, I was thinking, I was in the state of mind where I was like, you know, that was such a mistake to miss all those chances to practice, even just a tiny little bit, but keep a streak going because I'd be in such a different place. Well, in that, when we recorded that, I was, th- I was thinking, there's no way I'm going to go another period like that. Like I'm, I'm in now and I now have seen the light. There's no reason <laughs> I would ever miss days and days like that. Right. Um, but here I am now. I, I do find myself wishing I still did that sometimes, but I haven't done it in years. And I also like... I have a little more perspective now, and I think, like, I don't know, that would have been a pretty big investment to be doing that all the time. And I'm not sure that's the habit that I want to be spending 20, 30 minutes a day on. It's nice when I get back into that mindset um, and want to do it all the time, but do I really wish I had done that? Out of all the other things I could have chosen to do, do I wish I would have done that every single day or never missed twice with that in the past few years? Not necessarily. I did a lot of other things that I chose to do instead. So... That, I just, I wonder about that rule, like, I guess my message isn't like, be careful what you apply that rule to, because you don't want to get stuck doing something forever, because I think people are smart enough to get off of something when it's not a valuable use of their time. Right. Um, I just, I just wonder about, I don't know, is there value in, in the long break? And like, what if, what if you had had a two day rule for your running after your hundred miler mm-hmm. and or running workouts or whatever it is that counts as, you know, that you feel like you're flailing at. And what if you had kept that two day rule up? And then because of that, it just felt like this drag all the time. And then you got to, to now when you're in, in this version of the world, you're feeling all motivated and ready to go again. What if in that never miss twice version of the world, you're, you're hating it and right. you're not motivated again because you didn't take a proper time off and like really feel that but let it naturally come back that drive to get back to running yeah that's that's a great i don't know it's a great question i mean and i guess like the the only thing that kind of comes to mind and, and i don't know how to implement this myself necessarily but is to is to maybe um you know for one be really strategic about what you would apply the two-way rule to so if there's a a particular habit that you know you know you really want for the long haul and you see the value in for the long haul so i mean you know drumming it, you know, it was maybe fun and, um, 
creative and kind of gave you some pleasure and that kind of thing. But, you know, I, I doubt you had ambitions to become a jazz drummer. Right. Um, professionally or anything like that. Uh, so, you know, it was kind of more of a, a nice habit than like a, an essential habit. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas maybe exercise or meditation or something, you know, related to health um, might be more of a, what you would call like an essential habit. Yeah. And something that you know you really, like, if you picture your life 30 years from now, like, what are the habits that you want to be doing 30 years from now? Um, and, and like, those are the ones, I think, to double down on. And maybe it's not running. Like, maybe, you know, maybe in, in, in one season, like right now, you know, I could apply the two-day rule to, to running. Um, but after a 100 mile or something like that, if I need a break, then maybe it's just, like, doing something active, like moving my body in some way. Um, every single day and that could right. be yoga or walking the dog or, or whatever yeah. um, you know and, and that would still qualify as being consistent in that part of the kind of the goal so being maybe a little bit flexible and also and also really zeroing in on on what the essential habits are that you want you know but also like I also don't think that there's anything wrong with saying you know for the next six months before my you know before all my f- spring races take place. Like I'm applying this to, to running. And then after that, who knows, maybe I'll, maybe I'll drop it completely and, and, you know, focus on something else instead. Jazz yeah. drumming. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think another way to answer that question I just asked is like, if you, if you're at the point where the two day rule has now taken the form of you do this thing every other day, because you're just always using that two-day rule. Uh, and when you do have to do it to keep the, you know, quote-unquote streak going, uh, you're kind of miserable and you're dreading it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can look at your calendar and you see it's every other day is X'd off as a, as a work day and everything else isn't, I think that's th- when it's time to say, you know, is this actually is this rule actually serving me anymore or do right. I actually need a real break from this thing? Mm-hmm. Um, so not to say we need to throw that rule out, but I think, I think that's probably a way to just do it mindfully and consider that it is that that it is um, yeah i when i watched that video and, and thinking back on the conversations we've had about um your version of the two-day rule um i you know i i kept asking myself like what happens if you just start doing it every other day like is that is that any better <laughs> you know i mean because well, it's still something them? it's still really it like i was right. like if i had played the drums every other day and mm-hmm. stuck to that two-day rule you know I'd, I'd have kept i'd gotten a whole lot of practice in over the past few years that i didn't Right. So it's not like it would wouldn't be working then. I just I just wonder if would you want it to? Would you want yeah to do right, that? Right. So anyway, I I think also though like and this is something that I have only kind of gotten with time and never actually implemented by the way. But I feel like when you leave something off, like what would be nice about having a system like that that's kind of operating is when you decide I'm actually going to stop doing this two day rule. You actually notice then that you're making the conscious choice to stop it. Whereas, I mean, I hope I think you do. Whereas with like daily habit kind of things where you miss one day and then suddenly you just don't, the next day is not as interesting to do. And then you're, then four days later, you've, you've forgotten about it. Like that wasn't really a conscious choice to stop. And then because of that, I think it leads, at least for me, it leads into long periods away from that activity without really meaning to be away from that activity. I just kind of Mm -hmm. stopped feeling like it and sort of lost that motivation. Uh, But that wasn't a deliberate choice. Like I'm not going to do this anymore. So I think... If you were operating under this sort of thing and you had a, you know, you were keeping track and you were never missing twice, and then you decided I got to take an actual break from this, it just seems like a 
Google Calendar reminder or something <laughs> a month from then or two weeks from mm-hmm. then that says, hey, do you want to get back on this and try this again? That might be really nice because then maybe you get back on after one month of break time or at least you start thinking, start in your case, start seeing races and just, you know, start a lot, giving that motivation a chance to come back uh, right. without having to wait six months for it to come back. Yeah. So I don't know. Just that's one way perhaps to modify that. That would, that would. I like that. Yeah. Good. So what else with consistency, Doug? Obviously, well, consistency is super important, right? We, I mean, it's we didn't really say why, but like that's <laughs> when we talk about forming habits and all that. Like the whole mm-hmm. point is that you do something day in day out because nobody trains for their, well, no one's smart trains for their marathon over a weekend or like in in two weeks and just crams it all in. So much easier on your body and mind and everything else is to just gradually do it day in day out. Some something much smaller and. That's how you make actual progress. The progress like where you can't really see a difference day to day, that's the kind that actually adds up to being a whole lot. Anything that is much, much larger than that, where there's just these crazy workouts, crazy training sessions, uh, disrupts your entire life, those things typically don't last, or they last for a month or two months, and then soon enough they are forgotten, and they don't actually impact your fitness or move you towards a goal. So consistency, small little actions uh, you know, that add up to something huge that's that's really i think the theme of like achieving goals it's a lot of books have been written about it uh the compound effect by darren hardy is a popular one mm-hmm. very good um there are others in a blank uh yeah there's another one it's basically the same book i'm forgetting the name of it <laughs> so um, anyway there's your there's your consistency background yeah the dip. uh the dip yeah the dip should we talk about the dip? Why don't we why don't we pause for a second to think our sponsor and then kind of come back with a little okay. wrap up here? Let's do that. Doug, you know how I'm always uh saying that I'm going to live forever, right? That that's my yep. one of my live goals. Live to be for eternity. Yeah. Yeah, and because my my logic recently has been that if you can make it to uh, you know, 80 or 90 by that point surely they will have they will have the technology that'll get us to to 200 or 300 and then if you can get there then I mean within just a few years after you're you know, you're 100 or 150, they're going to have us getting to be a thousand. And then, and then you don't have to worry about death anymore. <laughs> so with that in mind, I mean, do you think it's fair for me to say that, that the, that the supplement that I invented helps you live for eternity? <laughs> Is that, would the FDA you think approve that statement? I mean, uh, we probably shouldn't make that claim. <laughs> Maybe we won't make that claim, but the point is, you got to get far enough to, uh, you want to be healthy for the long term so that you have that chance, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, so that is, that's one of the reasons why I invented and co-founded a company that makes uh, this, this product called Complement. So a plant-based diet is a wonderful. No, no, at least you won't find any uh, arguments against that from me. Uh, however, I think if we are smart and honest and looking at the evidence, then there are things that are missing from that diet. Uh, on its own that don't, you know, make it as good as it could be for living as long as you can and staying healthy. Uh, the ones that most people know about are B12, vitamin D, and DHA and EPA, uh, which, by the way, are two omega-3 fatty acids. And besides that, there are a few little minerals and things like that. Uh, iodine, zinc, selenium, vitamin K2, uh, those come to mind as things that vegans probably should be supplementing with. I don't want to say that all should, but people like me who think about this stuff a lot um, often do the research and land on, you know, come to the conclusion that we should be supplementing with those things. So that is um, what, you know, where Complement Plus came from. Uh, it's a, an, a vegan capsule that includes all of those things and doesn't include anything else because, Doug, as you know, I'm not a huge fan of taking multivitamins. We get all this good stuff from our food. Uh, so why would we want to be getting, 
you know, more vitamin C in our diet than nature really intended for us. So it's those things without all the stuff that you don't need, uh, all in one pill, convenient. And what's great about it is that you can get all that protection for just around a dollar a day. You can get all the details and decide if Compliment Plus is right for you at nomadathlete.com slash smarter. That's nomadathlete.com slash smarter. All right, Doug? Yep. We back? We're back. Okay. Before we get to the dip, I want to motivate that with something else. Okay. Um, we've talked about consistency as as a means to achieving goals, as sort of the, the way to make lots of progress towards something. Mm-hmm. Um, without completely burning yourself out and it being lots of little small steps that add up to something big. We haven't talked about what what happens, like what else happens as a result of consistency because it, it doesn't just get you practicing or get you working out or get you eating well. Um, there's something else that seems to happen when you just show up day after day after day. And books have been written about this, such as Turning Pro that we're both fans of, yep. The Artist's Way, Stephen Pressfield has two others, I think, about the same basic ideas. Um, but those are really good books. And Seth Godin has written about the same thing before as well. With Stephen Pressfield, when he talks about it in, in The Artist's Way and Turning Pro, he takes a little bit more of like a, I don't know, esoteric, spiritual sort of view of it. And it's like when you start showing up, and he's speaking typically in the context of writing or art, but when you start showing up every day to do your art at a certain time, do your writing, do your work, sit down, butt in the chair at this exact time, that that's when the muse starts to show up. And he says, this is when the, you know, you may feel like you're a writer and you just can't get anything. You just stare at the blank page and you can't get any work done. And most writers, unfortunately, I think are this way. They just procrastinate and procrastinate. I think we talked about this last week about the novel writer who never actually does anything. We did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But his argument is that when you start showing up, even if you've still got nothing to write, you just write a bunch of garbage for half an hour and then throw it immediately in the trash can. And then you do that again the next day and again the next day. He said, eventually the muse starts to notice and starts to show up and this creativity just begins to happen because again, because the muse sees that you're serious about this, sees that you're professional and begins to show up. Seth Godin has written several blog posts about the same idea. Um, He's a great example because of his, his blog. He's like a marketing author, but uh, writes also about, I guess you could generally call it art. Um, He writes, he's written a short little blog post, usually pretty short, uh, every single day for who knows how many years. I mean, it's how he built his brand and how he became who he is. Uh, he just writes a little blog post. He writes them often in advance. I think he has a good blog of them ahead. He can just publish it. You know, he, he, he doesn't. He could take a day off and, and his blog will not stop because he's written things in advance. But he says, when your mindset becomes every single day, what am I going to write about for tomorrow? That it just changes everything. Like that's his thing. When you, if you want to get started with something and this, when I went to spend a week in his office, like he gave us that advice, I forget what it was for, but he said, the challenge I would make to you is go write something every single day. Because when you do that, it completely changes the way you start thinking, right? The every single day mentality, uh, it changes it from just like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to write about something when I notice that something is interesting and worth writing, which typically if that's your mindset, doesn't really happen very much. Nothing actually comes up. When it becomes, I have to write something every single day so that every day I'm on the lookout for what that thing is going to be, that really changes that whole conversation in your head about writing and when is it worth sitting down to write. Uh, it just it just changes your thinking, changes your start. You start to see differently, mm-hmm. and that's that sort of magic that I think 
comes from an every single day mentality, from a consistency. Uh, and so like as we've shifted Nomad Athlete, like I did that for the first, I think it was probably two months because I had heard that if you write that every single day for two months, then search engines will start to notice you. And I think that's maybe less true now than it was 10 years ago. But that was like my challenge to myself. And I think I wrote a, blo- a post every single day. I don't know if I missed one, but I'm pretty sure that I didn't for, I mean, they were garbage. They were just what I ate for breakfast that day and whatever else. But did it day in, day out. And like you get into a rhythm and then you, it's pretty easy to do that. But like once you start writing only once per week, it became really easy for that to become once every two weeks and then once a month. And like it's just, you know, much, much easier to slide back when you lose that that every single day mentality. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that that's, what's this, what's the philosophy on how many days it takes to, for something to form a habit, like 45 or something? <laughs> you hear so many different ones. I, that's, yeah. it's always in that range now. It used to be like seven or 21. Now, now you always hear 40 or 60, 40 or 60. I mean, I think that like that, you know, regardless of, of whether that works or not or how true that is, I think that like that, that type of mentality <clears throat> is huge for, um, yeah, I mean, just like what you're what you're saying, like that, it, just doing something every single day, no matter what, um, even if it's just for a few minutes a day. You know, those blog posts that Seth, I mean, he, I mean, who knows? Maybe they take a while because he's spending a lot of time on every single word, but a lot of them are hundred words. You know? Yeah. Right. And uh, in in theory, shouldn't take that long. You know, but he's sitting down and doing it every single day, and I think that that kind of consistency, it, it's it just it's very incredibly valuable to. Um, to figuring it out and learning, you know, we talked about this recently too, of, uh, I think probably last week actually about how, um, you know, you, you don't, uh, I forget what it was about the blog post, but you know, basically you're not, you're not good when you start out, no matter how good you think you are and no matter how, what you're doing. And, and so whether that's running, whether that's eating well, whether that's meditation or whatever, you know, those, those first weeks, months, maybe even years, uh, you know, are all just, just steep learning period. And the more you can do it and the more frequent you're doing it, um, frequently you're doing it, the, the better results you're going to have, you know, the better it's going to, that habit's going to form for you. Yeah. If you're new at something and you do it every single day and the, you know, the competition or everybody else does it once a week, then you speed through that period where you suck like a lot faster than everybody else does because you're doing it seven times as often. So mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of great things come from it. Again, the two day rule is like, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what Seth or Stephen Pressfield would say about the two day rule. Can the artist just show up every other day or, or miss here and there and have the muse still show up? Uh, or is there something that, you know, the, the thing that we talk about that perfectionist attitude of the thing that makes every single day so hard and, and, you know, risky potentially, because if you miss once, then, then you're off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is that lost when you, is the magic that comes from, is, is that what's, what the magic owes itself to, right? That, the fact that it's so hard to have that every single day mentality. Do you still, can you still get that magic when you have the two day rule happening when you're missing something? Right. I don't know. Right. But I would imagine, I think it's, I think it's a more practical thing and yeah. probably not too many downsides. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so the last kind of thing I think we, we'd want to talk about was the dip. And, and, you know, we talked about this a little bit in the context of the seasons of life and kind of going through a larger dip that you might be taking months off of, a, months away from. But um, and on a smaller scale, and this is where I think consistency, you know, just the, the kind of forced consistency can really be beneficial, um, is that, you know, say you're fired up for getting back into training or you're you know, like I was talking about with the meditation challenge, like 
was fired up to get going. It was feeling really good. And then all of a sudden it, it wasn't. And you're just less motivated. Uh, you know, maybe you're just tired and just don't feel like doing it or going through a, a phase where just, you're not getting the results that you were hoping for. And you've been at it for a number of weeks. Um, you know, this is, that's kind of the dip. And I think everyone experiences it with every new habit. And even with habits they've had for a long time, you kind of go through phases and dips. Um, and so what do you do at that point when you just really don't want to do something? Um, and for me, I mean, this is, this is where like the running streak has been wildly beneficial in the past, um, because it's a forced consistency that, you know, I've, I've determined, I've set myself up for, to do something and, and kind of made it a rule that I, that I do it. And, um, when I don't do it, that's, you know, that's not an option. Not doing it is not an option. So I've kind of forced myself to do it because usually when you hit that dip, you're almost guaranteed to come out of it. Yeah. So I think, I think we should clarify that when we talk about the dip, we are talking about what is sort of a phenomenon that happens when you are starting something new. And that starting something new, I think, could be restarting something you've done before. Um, but just to be clear, I don't, and I don't think you do either. I don't, I don't think of what you just said about you ran 100 miles and then suddenly your training is kind of, you're flailing in your training since then because you don't have a huge goal. That's not the dip anymore, right? That, that is, that's you feeling unmotivated because you've kind of achieved what you wanted to. You've been at this for a really long time and you're just in need of a break, the seasons of life idea. So that's not, that's not the same as the dip that happens like you just described with the meditation thing, where you're starting something new. Maybe it's something you've done before, but you were, you know, you were restarting at it. Um, and there's this initial energy and motivation around something new. There's often initial positive feedback because it is new. And if it's a meditation, is not something maybe. I mean, I guess you could do it as a skill. There are things where there's they're more clearly a skill, and you more clearly get better at it. And the goal is to get better at it, which, you know, meditation sort of somehow sometimes escapes some of those things that people say like, well, you shouldn't try to get better at it. You just do it. <laughs> right. But let's talk about things where like you, you actually do try to get better. Those, you get some great feedback in the first two or four or six weeks because you're improving so rapidly. And then you hit kind of a plateau when, you know, it's not so easy to get better anymore. Uh, and that's when that dip would begin to happen. It happens also in new projects, like we've talked about with, we just mentioned, I just mentioned the blog post and how I wrote, made that rule that I was writing for the first 60 days. Like you, after, I don't know, seven days, a week, three, seven days, two weeks, three weeks, um, there's this point when you haven't been doing it long enough to get what you were seeking. In my case, I said, if I do this for a long time, I'll start to get traffic from the search engines because they'll actually see it. But that doesn't come after two weeks, and you don't really have any even sign of it happening. Right. So that's where the dip happens. The initial motivation is worn off. It's not that easy to do it anymore, but you're still not getting the positive benefits uh, that you that you wanted to come from it. Now, I was getting lots of other ones, that, and that's why it was easy for me to push through it. But what else made it easy was this commitment to doing this thing every single day for, I think I said, 60 days. And that was what I was set out to do. So... The Dip, of course, is a book by Seth Godin, who we just mentioned. It's a very short book. I actually read it, Doug, at a crucial point when we were deciding what to do with this podcast. I think it was 2014, maybe, and we had, you know, not really starting something new, but we had plateaued, and it was felt like just not that fun anymore. And what Seth had said about The Dip is the way you handle it is you decide at the beginning, either you're not going to start a project at all, or... You're going to stick, see it through and get past the part 
Because that dip is inevitably going to happen. So right. he says, when you start something, when you know it's going to happen, because it does with everything, and then you start something, and then you quit when it happens, he said, you just wasted the, the amount of time that you spent doing it until it happened. He said, mm. You've been a, you know it's going to come along. If you're going to quit during the dip, then just don't start your thing. So either decide you're not going to start at all, or decide whatever rules need to go in place that you're going to do it See for... It through. Yeah. yeah, a month or two months or whatever it takes you to get through that period. So this is not exactly what happened with our podcast because we've been doing it for a long time. It was off the ground. But we got to the point where the decision was either do it way better and start actually being consistent and start doing weekly episodes. Hey, speaking of consistency, Doug, we've, we've done that with our podcast. We've been pretty consistent with it. <laughs> uh, but that was the choice then. We said we're going to actually really be consistent with this, not do a, an episode every two months like we were doing at one point, um, or or stop doing it. And And very often that is the solution right there's i think we did an episode once about this poker analogy in poker there are many situations where you either fold or you raise but just the kind of middle ground call just to kind of hang in there that's the wrong decision where either fold or raise either one of those could be the right decision but the the one where you just sort of hang in there is is not there are a lot of situations where that is the case and that i think is the case with a lot of work projects too where it's either you give it up or you actually really go for it uh, just sort of keep muddling along and doing an episode every two months, that's rarely the answer because that doesn't do you any good. Yep. So anyway, that's that's the dip. I mean, it's there's. I don't think there are really secrets. You can read his book. It's very short. Um, I read it during that weekend when I was went away and was trying to figure out what to do with the podcast and many other things. But uh, that that's the solution. It's either is you, you decide not to start or you decide that you're going to get through it no matter what and, and then put whatever in place, whatever streak, whatever two-day rule, whatever thing you need that you say – this goes on for two months or whatever amount of time. And only after that do I allow myself to really to stop and be okay with that, knowing that it wasn't the dip that made me stop, but the fact that I you know, learned enough about this thing to decide it wasn't worth it. Yeah. So there we go. There That's we the go. Dip. That's the dip. dip. That's Fun topic. <laughs> One of my favorites. The dip? Yeah. I don't know. I just like it. It's good. It's very <laughs> insightful to me. I mean, because it's so easy just to do... He... he Gave it a name. It's this mm-hmm. phenomenon that happens all the time with all these habits, and it's so smart. Why? Why would you start if you're just going to stop at that point, which is when everybody stops things? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, um, and it's it, it's it's like you know it's, it's like you said it's a phenomenon that happens to everyone with every new thing that they do, and um, that's where most people quit. That's what makes you makes you such a badass when you get through the dance. That's right. Yeah. That's why our podcast is badass, though, because we show up week in and week out. Sometimes with right. a replay episode, but every now and then, <laughs> yeah, or a summer break, you know. But <laughs> right. well, that's fine. It's breaks. They're and they're breaks with defined comeback times. Yeah, they're not just we're going to stop indefinitely and then when we feel like it, we'll get back to it. <laughs> not saying we're we're good for having done that. It just it's just that we just apply a system and it actually has made us work, which is good because I mean there are not many things that I'm consistent about, but this podcast we actually are pretty consistent about. We are. And okay. Could, We're also consistent about going a little bit longer than we intend with our episodes. Yeah, we're always like, all right, this is going to be a short one. <laughs> We're going to keep it, you know, around 30 minutes and then 45 minutes later. I know. Oh, well. What you going to do? It's because of that preamble conversation that we do. <laughs> I know. People, people, I appreciate the consistency of people getting through that preamble and getting to the... <laughs> people like it. That's fast. I think... That's the problem. New listeners don't like that because they don't know us. All listeners, right. I think, I think there are many people who say that's what they listen for. But yep, who knows? Anyway, that's enough. Let's. There was a 
I don't know yeah. that share this story. <laughs> Another story. One star review. No, there was um, there was a discussion going on in the Pulse community about uh, whether you were a Doug or a Matt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like people were, yeah. Podcast listeners were were. What was the what was the what was the difference? I I don't know. I, I mean, a Doug is like the outdoorsy beard guy. Yeah, I mean, I think that like young Democrat. Uh huh. What else? Um. So like uh like really focused on health like was the mat like food choices and stuff um <laughs> I, I don't know i don't know i didn't i honestly i avoided reading too far into yeah, it because <laughs> didn't quite feel right <laughs> <laughs> all right good well let's wrap it up thanks for listening everyone yes we'll be back next indeed. week indeed we will be consistency with a replay episode actually <laughs> for real oh really I'll, I'll be away oh Oh, well, bon voyage. Thank you. (laughs) But then we'll be back. That's consistency. But yeah. (laughs) Two day rule. Don't miss twice. Uh huh. Yep. All right. All right. Talk to you later, everybody. Bye. Bye.